Today on CityCast Philly, after two and a half years of sitting in a plywood box, the Christopher Columbus statue in South Philly is visible again. It's been at the center of multiple lawsuits over whether or not it should be taken down. But that years-long court battle finally came to an end recently. I'm talking to a reporter who's been covering this saga about how we got here and what's going to happen to the statue. It's Monday, December 19th, 2022. I'm Trinae Nuri, and this is CityCast Philly. Emily Neal, you're a reporter who's been covering this Christopher Columbus statue debate, debacle for Billy Penn. I want to go back to the summer of 2020. And that was a lot of upheaval. A lot of uh, social justice protests were happening in the city. How did the Columbus statue factor into all of that? So... Basically, the controversy over the Columbus statue started on June 13th, 2020. A group of people, I guess, from the neighborhood surrounding the Christopher Columbus statue gathered in front of the statue, some of them with baseball bats, uh, reportedly maybe one of them had a rifle, with the idea of, I think in their words, protecting the statue because they were afraid that there could be an effort to take down the statue. From there, there were counter protesters. uh, There were clashes that turned violent. And the city, a couple days later, put the plywood box over the statue in the midst of starting the process to try to remove the statue on the basis that it was a threat to public safety. Um, And then, as the city later explains in their side of the legal battle, that the Columbus statue in and of itself doesn't present the message that the city wants to present due to Columbus's history and involvement in the slave trade, as well as the genocide of Native Americans. Let's go back a little bit. Had there been a conversation before any of this about taking down the Columbus statue? There had been conversations, and actually not just about the Columbus statue in Marconi Plaza. Even going back to 1989, a city council member introduced a bill to rename Columbus Boulevard. And so I think for many years, it has been a conversation about whether or not Columbus should be represented and I guess celebrated in our public places. But that particular statue that came to head in June of 2020 in a way that hadn't happened before. And there were other statues in the city at this time that were also getting attention, like the Frank Rizzo statue. Yes. So the Frank Rizzo statue was removed on June 3rd. So that was prior to when People were gathering at the Columbus statue and those protests, counter protests emerged around that statue. And interestingly, you know, it's two separate situations and statues. But I think for some Philadelphians, they are linked. Uh, The other day when I went by the Columbus statue, there's a couple of handwritten signs that are still on the fence there. Um, And one of them (laughs) said something like, the spirit of 
Frank Rizzo lives on or something like that. So for some Philadelphians, I guess, particularly Italian American Philadelphians, they are both viewed as, you know, historical figures that represent Italian American pride. In the case of Frank Rizzo, that's a very recent history and a history that is also known for how discriminatory his impact as a police commissioner was on Black Philadelphians. So after that, a couple of lawsuits were filed against the city by this attorney, George Paquetto, who represents this group called Friends of Marconi Plaza. Emily, tell me a bit about who this attorney is. He basically has been working not just in Philly, but in other cities along the East Coast to protect or to challenge these removals of Columbus statues. He very much sees Columbus and continuing to have a Columbus Day, continuing to have Columbus statues as being important for Italian-American heritage and Italian-American communities in these different cities. He talks a lot about how Columbus Day itself came about in response to discrimination against Italian-Americans in the early 20th century. He also, along with Councilmember Mark Squilla and um, I believe also the Friends of Marconi Plaza, filed a federal lawsuit against Mayor Kenny for basically alleging discrimination against Italian-Americans in Philly when Mayor Kenny changed Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day in 2021. What exactly did Baquetto sue the city over? Um, can you explain, you know, what that one lawsuit was about the box um, and then what the lawsuit was about the statue removal? Yeah, so the primary lawsuit filed by uh, Baquetto and the Friends of Marconi, representing the Friends of Marconi Plaza, was about the fact that they said the city didn't follow the proper procedures and didn't get adequate community input when making the decisions to remove the statue. So they filed the lawsuit against um, the Board of License and Inspections, basically saying the city didn't have the purview to do this. They didn't allow proper community input and also making the argument about the statue's importance for the neighborhood, for the Italian-American community um, in the surrounding neighborhood. And then the other lawsuit that came out of that they filed was just about the presence of the box itself. So saying that the city didn't really need to have the the plywood box be obstructing the view of the statue while the bigger case about the presence of the statue was ongoing. And this case goes on for years, which brings us to this month, the Commonwealth Court finally made a ruling in both of those cases. What did the court decide? In terms of the statue, the Commonwealth Court agreed with the decision that had been previously made by the Court of Pleas. And they said basically that the Philadelphia Office of the Arts didn't allow the full 90 days for community input. Therefore, every step that next came in that removal process wasn't valid. So the statue um, should remain. And then on the side of the plywood box, they also agreed with the Court of Pleas ruling that happened back in 
2021 and said that the city really under directives around public art um, didn't really have the prerogative to to put the plywood box and keep it there over over the statue. And we don't know yet whether or not the city might try to ask the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to consider an appeal of this most recent decision, Um, because basically they'd have to petition to have the court take that appeal and then from there see what the Supreme Court says. But as it stands right now, and as you know, the box has been removed. And I think the next step for the city is exploring how and in what way to add a plaque to the statue that would give that historical background on Columbus and say that this is a very complicated historical figure who participated in slavery, who contributed to the deaths and and enslavement of, you know, millions of Native Americans. Is there a way for community input when it comes to what's actually written on the plaque, right? Because that could also bring some tension and some issues as to what is actually told and written about this historical figure. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great point. And I don't know what the process will be for how they will even decide what to write. But I think that's a really good point, Janae, because there are these competing histories, basically, of who Columbus is and what he means what the statue means in Philly. It's clear that Columbus, I guess, as a figure for the Italian American community is seen as a symbol of pride for that community. I think going back to when Italian American immigrants were first coming to the US, laying claim to Columbus was kind of a way to lay claim to a deeper part of US history. And then on the other hand, you have the factual history of Columbus as the person who committed so many atrocities that he was actually, you know, sent back to Spain and he died back in Europe in poverty. And that's also a very real and recent history, especially if you think about many communities in Philly might have ancestors who come from that region, from the Caribbean who are descended from the Taino peoples who had that sort of direct contact with Columbus. So it's still a part of our local community in many ways. And I know the box was removed on December 11th, but you spoke to some neighbors that weekend, right? Yes. Some of the South Philly residents that I spoke with before the box came off, basically, but following the decision saying that it would come off, and the statue would remain. I talked to a couple of residents in the neighborhood uh, around Marconi Plaza. They were both lifelong South Philly residents. One of them basically said that it didn't really make a difference to him, that the statue, whether it stayed, whether it went, he basically asked the question, like, does that make a difference in my life? And he said also that he felt like there are other issues the city should be worried about that, you know, he mentioned something about, quote unquote, crooked politicians. And then another resident I spoke with said he was happy that the statue would would stay. He said he's of an Irish Italian heritage, but he also sort of wasn't sure whether basically all of the controversy, all of the hubbub 
around the statue was worth it. And I should also note that even in terms of Italian Americans in Philly, there is at least one vocal group that I know of that isn't supportive of Columbus remembrance. So I think it's definitely a multifaceted issue and viewpoint, both within that community and then, of course, across the city. Emily, what's the bigger picture in all of this? Does this set a precedent on how statues are preserved and even who gets one? I think what we can best take away from this conversation and this legal battle is how to think about who is represented in our public spaces and who has the power to determine whether it's there, what remains, and what's added. And I think the one point of, I guess, you know, agreement that has at least existed between the two sides is that the Friends of Marconi Plaza, Boquetto, those I've spoken with who are supportive of the Columbus statue remaining, have argued basically that other statues could be added, that they, you know, would be supportive of seeing a statue of an indigenous person added. They're supportive of seeing indigenous people's day as a holiday, but just not on Columbus Day. So I think there's no easy solutions because it's, you know, it's not always as simple as that. But at the very least, what we're seeing is that these conversations are happening about who we see in our public spaces and who we don't see. There are many groups that are underrepresented. And it seems like the city is trying to correct that, at least to some degree. I know the call for artists' applications for a permanent Harriet Tubman statue at City Hall was recently opened. So I think the Columbus statue has, at the very least, started a conversation about how we can think about who's represented in our public spaces, what that means for communities in our city. Emily Neal, freelance journalist for Billy Penn, thank you so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. Thank you so much, Trinae. We'll have links to Emily's reporting on the Columbus statue in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Temple University President Dr. Jason Wingard is planning to move a block away from campus. 6ABC reports that this is an effort for the president to engage with students and families in nearby neighborhoods. And according to university officials, he's the first university president to live this close to campus in decades. Wingard currently lives in Chestnut Hill, and he will move to a three-story row house on North Carlisle Street. For full disclosure, I graduated from Temple in 2010. The Philadelphia Department of Public Health issued some holiday safety guidelines in an effort to prevent dangerous surges of flu and COVID-19 infections. According to CBS3, they say get a flu shot and a COVID-19 booster, mask up in crowded indoor spaces, stay home if you're sick, and test for COVID-19 before you head out to any gatherings, especially if you'll be around people at high risk. And by the way, you can get four free COVID tests through the U.S. Postal Service. Go to USPS.com for more information. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed the show, tell your neighbor about it. 
rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. On North Carlisle, Carlisle, I got to do it like this, Lyle, oh, oh, Carlisle.